Names of God series. And um, we have a few more weeks of this till we end the year. And I'm excited about today's name. I'm so excited. I never know. I don't know what I'm going to do next week about tonight. Something starts making its way toward me. There's more names than you can imagine. If you think there's just 10 or 12, there's not. There's like 285 names of God. So we're not going to cover all of them. Look at your neighbor and say, thank God, thank God. But at any rate, this morning I want to speak on Lord Sabbath, the Lord of hosts. And I want to tell you that we learned this name Sabbath in the early days of our church. We studied the names of God under Larry Lee when we started this church. Another pronunciation, enunciation, I'll get this right, is Lord Sabaoth. But Sabbath is easier. Someone say Sabbath. Lord Sabbath, the Lord of hosts. And the title of my message this morning is, What Shall We Say? Reading first from 2 Kings chapter 6 and verse 14. Therefore the king of Syria sent horses and chariots and a great army, and they came by night and surrounded the city. And when the servant of Elisha arose early and went out, there was an army surrounding the city with horses and chariots. And the servant said to Elisha, Alas, my master, what shall we do? And Elisha answered him and said, Do not fear. Someone say, Do not fear. For those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Can you give Jesus a shout of praise, the Lord of hosts? Romans 8, 32, what shall we say in response to these things? Someone say these things. If God be for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him graciously give us all things? Someone say all things. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness? No. Someone say no. In all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us, Jesus Christ our Lord. Give the Lord Sabbath a hand clap of praise. This morning before I pray, I'm going to tell you, that we're going to be talking about the Lord of hosts. We're going to be talking about angels. We're going to be talking about the host of stars and the host of the church. But the importance is on Jesus Christ. We do not worship angels. We do not ask to see angels. We worship the King of glory who is at the right hand of God Almighty. Who is this King of glory? He is the Lord strong and mighty in battle. Can you say amen and amen? Isaiah 47 and 4 says, As for our Redeemer, the Lord of hosts is his name. Someone say, My Redeemer is the Lord of hosts. Father, we welcome your Holy Spirit into this room. Speak to my brothers and sisters, those listening by podcast, and those in this room. Come, Holy Spirit, and do what only you can do. And minister, Lord, you said my agenda, my goal this morning was to build faith in you. So here I am, Lord of hosts, doing what you said to do. Now bring forth the fruit by the power of your mighty Holy Spirit, for we are standing on holy ground. In Jesus' name, and someone said, so don't give up for one day. You will see behind the scenes of the hardest moments of your life. Only then will you realize the unfathomable, strong ways your Abba Father fought for you in every way. So remember today, any drama you see pales in comparison to the drama you can't see. God is fighting for you and heaven is cheering you on and his name is the Lord of hosts, Jehovah Sabbath. Give him praise in this house. It comes from the Hebrew word saba, which is mentioned 285 times. It's a verb or a noun. As a verb, it's to wage war. As a noun, it's the Lord of hosts. It's the Lord of all the hosts. To summarize the Lord Sabbath, Jehovah, when your resources are inadequate. When a man or woman is up against immeasurable odds, when you can't see your way out, when you don't know what your destiny will be, Jehovah Sabbath, the Lord of the angel armies, sends for everything at his disposal to say, 
I've got you. You are mine. I will make a way where there is no way. Can you say amen? So it's October 30th, which is another day on the calendar. Tomorrow is 31st, which is just another day on the calendar. But this world is obsessed with the supernatural, and there's a reason for that. They're obsessed with everything supernatural. That's why they're fascinated with spooks and goblins and demons and haunted house. They're obsessed because inside each one of us is the quest for the supernatural because a supernatural God created you. And that fascination is to be with the things that are given to us supernaturally by him. What about the blood? The blood of Jesus is supernatural. Can I get an amen? My husband often said, the blood of Jesus is the only thing that will make an alcoholic want to drink Dr. Pepper. Can I get an amen? The blood of Jesus is the only thing that will make an addict want to eat marshmallows instead of cocaine. Come on, somebody. The blood of Jesus shed by one man it's supernatural, Devin. It cleansed you and I for all eternity. And his blood is supernatural. You want to go to a haunted house? Go to a house that's haunted with the sins and the change that the blood of Jesus has broken. Go to a place where once I lived, where sin reigned, but now the power of Jesus reigns. Somebody give Jesus a shout of praise. It still reaches, Michael, to the highest mountain and flows to the lowest valley. And sinners still plunge beneath that blood, lose all their guilty stains. You see, it starts with a confession. This is supernatural, above natural. You see, my daddy has gotten a lot of people, we were visiting this as I visited him Friday, into heaven. They say, this man was 98. He got into heaven by the skin of his teeth and Cecil Giles' boot on his backside. Because my daddy would go to famous people in this city. They'd call Cecil Giles in after he had retired from ministry. And he would lead them to the Lord. This is what's so powerful. He led both of his alcoholic brothers. He had a preacher brother and two alcoholics to the Lord. You can say that's tragic. And it is tragic. It's tragic that people wouldn't live for the Lord every day of their life. Can I get an Amen. But it's super natural, which means above the natural, that a man can live for the devil. He can steal, kill, destroy, and do anything in the world. But Jesus said to Peter, upon this confession, will I build my church? And the confession is you can walk into a 98-year-old man who's dying and lead him to Jesus Christ. And in that second, hell lost another one, and heaven is redeeming one. Somebody give Jesus a shout of praise. It's supernatural. Look at your neighbor and say super, supernatural that a tax collector and a fisherman would become a disciple. Supernatural that Mary the demoniac would come Mary the messenger, the first one to say Jesus is risen, the first woman preacher. Jesus is risen. He is risen indeed. Who you are is supernatural. Who you are becoming is supernatural. You might come from a long line of cheaters, a long line of those depressed ones, a long line of backbiters. The worst thing, a long line of religious people. Can I get an amen? A long line of hopelessness, a long line of procrastinators. But I'm telling you, you're not perfect. But when you accepted Jesus, the blood, it's supernatural, was transfused. You didn't hook up to an IV. You didn't go over here to Memorial Erlanger. You hooked up to the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the blood from Calvary flowed into your veins. And it's supernatural. And here you are today for he or she that the sun sets free is free indeed. Give him a shout of praise. Look in the mirror the next time you want to see something glorious. Look in the mirror. You look in that mirror. Maybe you're not what you want to be, but you are surely not what you used to be. You see, if you could see a mirror of what you would be without Jesus, it would be terrible. Oh, no, not me, Pastor Ronda. I'm so good. I'm so good. And surely not you, Pastor Ronda. Oh, my goodness. I don't need anyone to tell me how desperately despondent, despicable I would be if I had not accepted Jesus Christ into my life. And I'm going to tell you today, 
day. He's the king of glory. And he brings glory out of the worst of us till we become the best of him. Give Jesus a hand clap of praise this morning. You see, he's the Lord of hosts. Supernatural. Supernatural. Above the natural. The Bible says in Hebrews 12, you've come to the city of God. The heavenly Jerusalem were an innumerable company of angels. Someone say innumerable. To the general assembly in the church of the firstborn are registered. It's a courthouse in heaven. You're registered in the assembly of heaven. Anybody wave a hand and thank God and let the angels take a picture of you this morning. Where the blood is flowing. Lord of hosts, Sabbath. He is the Lord of hosts. The first host he's the Lord of is his church. All over the world. Jesus, before he ascended to heaven, before the spirit was poured out in the book of Acts, said, go to the uttermost parts of the world. Start here in Jerusalem and then go out. And the church of Jesus Christ, the Lord of hosts, he built his host in Corinth, Greece, Thessalonica. People like Aquila and Priscilla and Timothy and Ephroditus and Onesiphorus and Dorcas and Lydia. And India was taken by Thomas, the kingdom of Jesus. The history of the church is this. The Lord of hosts has kept his church together from the beginning of Pentecost until today. Someone give him a shout of praise. Hallelujah. And history shows When Nero tried to burn the Christians at the stake and lit up, Jesus held his church together. Through the corridors of time, in times of famine, world wars, Jesus has always had his church because he is the Lord of hosts. All over the world today, the church is meeting all over the world. And there's one king, there's one captain, there's one Lord. He is Lord Sabbath. He is Lord of the church. And the church has not seen its finest hour now. Somebody give a shout of praise to Jesus. Pastor Rhonda, calm down. I'm trying. Then he brought the gospel to America. Cancel his holiday if you want to, but Christopher Columbus came by the unction of God and founded this country. And America became the greatest missionary of all time. In the 1800s, what we call the best of early days, At that time, there was so much going on our government, slavery, society was as bad as it could good. And the Supreme Court Justice, John Marshall, wrote a letter to President James Madison and said, the church is too far gone to ever be redeemed. Well, he poked a fire and awakened a sleepy giant. And America began to have prayer meetings in their cottages. America began to have prayer meetings at their lunchtime. America began to pray. And I believe God is raising up a remnant again who will stand for what is right, but will pray to see the next great awakening when God pours his spirit upon all flesh. Give him a hand clap of praise. And that church through the great missionary America, through the isles of the Pacific today, the war-torn Ukraine, Russia, both, the underground China, Yugoslavia, Korea, South and North, South America, Africa, Estonia, European nations, and I could keep going, all over the world, Jesus Christ is the Lord of every church, whether they're meeting underground and they're fighting bullets to get in there, or you walked into an air-conditioned building. There is one King and one God. He is over all and He is in all. And he will hold his church together. Someone say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus, God says in Haggai 2, the silver and the gold are mine, declares the Lord of hosts. And the latter glory shall be greater than the former. These are perilous times. You are afraid sometimes to send your children to school, to send your teenager out in a car. Can I get an amen? That's when you really learn to pray. Come on, somebody. To go out on the highways. But I'm going to tell you, the Lord of hosts, he is in charge. And he says in Romans 8 and 15, I did not give you the spirit of fear, but you receive the spirit of adoption. You are heirs of God and co-heirs with Jesus Christ. You have an Air Force, H-E-I-R. Someone say Air Force, Hair Force, however you want to say it, not hair, H-E-I-R. You are an heir of God, and with that comes a multitude of angels. You see in this country, we have the Green Berets. We have the SWAT teams, the SEALs. I watch the SWAT team. Uh, We've got a little encampment going on right now. They're trying to clear out 
But I watched them run their dogs through these woods, a SWAT team. I mean, with, I mean, they were just, it was magnificent. I mean, like, I'm going to video this. They're like, don't run your video, please. But they were running through the woods with their dogs, finding people, not to harm people, but a criminal had, was on the loose, and they were trying to find him. We're all so encouraged. I love the scene of saving Private Ryan at the end. Of they've looked for Matt Damon, and he's Private Ryan, and they find him, and they're being bombed in a city in France, and it's coming down. They're losing, and Tom Hanks has taken an injury. Pastor Hank and I love saving Private Ryan. And all of a sudden, they think they're defeated, and they hear this sound coming in the sky. And Matt Damon looks at Tom, Heyman and Tom, Tom Hanks and says, what is? it he said that's called the angels on our shoulders they've come to reach what we cannot reach they've come to come against the Germans and to give us victory you have an air force today it is the angels of the Lord of hosts they can reach what you cannot reach they can protect what you cannot protect you belong to him someone give him a shout of praise this morning as for the Lord of hosts, his power is most biggest, awesome, biggest power in the entire universe. All power. Someone say all power. All authority belongs to him. There is no God like him. Psalms 46 and 7 says the Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Psalms 80 and 19. Restore us, O Lord of hosts. He not only fights for you, but he can restore you. Anybody been restored by the Lord of hosts? And we will be saved. Host refers to angelic armies. Host refers to the host of church of Jesus Christ all over the world. But it also refers to the things in the heaven. He is the Lord of the stars. He is the Lord of the planet. He is the Lord of the lightning. He is the Lord of the hell. He is the Lord above all things that he has created. In the book of Isaiah, God says, who is my equal? Look up into the heavens and seize the stars. Who else created them and calls them by name so not one of them is lost? Look up how many stars that not one is missing. I'm going to tell you, Jehovah Sabbath says, if you need me to move the stars for you, I will do it. When you come to the end of yourself, you come to the beginning of Lord Sabbath from age to age, from everlasting to everlasting. He owns the patent to the stars. He doesn't have to Google anything because he is Google within him. He has everything and all power. And you say, who is this king of glory? I say again, it is the Lord strong and mighty. Give him a shout of praise. If he can paint a sunset and put the stars in place. If he can raise up mountains and calm the storm-tossed waves, if he can conquer death forever to open heaven's gates, then I know for you and I, he will find a way. Someone say, the Lord of hosts. He can handle anyone. He can handle your husband. Don't say amen. He can handle your wife. He can handle your kids. He can handle your pastors. He can handle your boss. He can handle your banker. He can handle your president. He can handle the government of this land because the heart of the king is in the hand of the Lord. He is the one who sees the beginning to the end and all things in the middle. He is Lord Sabbath. He is Lord of heaven's armies and every Every army in the earth. Give him a shout of praise in this house. Amen. So how do I know that he will move the stars for you? We'll get in a moment to the first time the name is mentioned. But the first time we see the Lord of hosts do this in the book of Judges in the fourth chapter. This king of Sisera is coming against Israel. And he has 900 iron chariots. I mean, when you say 900 iron chariots... That means that he's got a lot of people, people to ride the chariots and people to march the chariots. And he's going to take Israel down. And there was a prophetess named Deborah. Everyone say Deborah. And she goes to Barak and says, you know what? 
We serve the Lord of hosts, the God who can do anything, and we need to fight. He's coming against you. You need to stand still and go forward and fight. And so she convinces Barak to go, and I want you to see this, two mountains. On this mountain is Sisera and his 900 chariots, and he watches Deborah and Barak and the little men with their women with their clubs and their spears. Come on, somebody. And you know Sisera is thinking, that dumb woman with that dumb man I'm just going to take them down and they come from the mountains let me tell you it doesn't matter who says you're not enough it doesn't matter who does not esteem you anointed or powerful or good when the Lord of hosts is with you he has the final word he is the great I am that I am and forever he will be someone shout glory and so they come down into the valley and here comes Sisera and here comes the men and women with their little, their little clubs and their little stones. And they're going to meet in the valley. And they're fighting. But all of a sudden, we find out from Deborah's song of praise. You know, there's things you find out from someone's testimony. Amen. I mean, someone said, I got saved, but until you hear the testimony. Someone says, I got delivered, but until you hear the testimony. In the Old Testament, they gave their testimony in song. How many would love to stand up here today and sing your song? Probably not. But here's the deal. They sang their testimony. Look at your neighbor and say, sing or speak your testimony. And she sings this glorious phrase. And she says, all of the sudden, the Lord of hosts caused the stars to move. And when he caused the stars to move, you can study it in your biology book or in your geography book, whatever. He started the stars moving. And when he did, a torrential rain began to pour. And it flooded the valley. And all of a sudden, Sisera's 900 iron chariots were stuck in the mud. And Sisera got off his chariot and ran only to be killed by Jael. I'm going to tell you today if God will move the stars if God will move the mountains then God will take care of you and your family somebody give him a shout of praise you see Deborah knew what David knew when he came up against Goliath he said I come to you in the name not in the name of Rhonda not in the name of Bob or Betty or Gail or Michael or James not in that name but he said I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts. What David was saying, I'm not dependent on this slingshot and these stones. That's going to, what's going to whip around your head. What I'm depending on, the Lord of the angel armies is going to take this thing and bring it. I'm going to tell you, God will take your seed. God will take your gift. He'll make it go farther and higher and affect people and lift people up because he is the Lord of hosts. Somebody give him a shout of praise. The psalmist said, some will trust in chariots and some in horses. We used to sing this in every days of harvest. But we will boast in the name of our God. He not only calls the stars by name, but he heals the brokenhearted according to Psalms 147. Here's the deal. If the Lord of hosts is for us, who can be against us? He says in Haggai, take courage, Zerubbabel. Take courage, Joshua, and all you people, and work for I the Lord of hosts, Sabbath, I am in your midst. I'm going to tell you today, Lord Sabbath has all power, skill, and performance. He has strength and intensity. He is the Lord God of hosts. Armies bow before him. Angels worship before him. There is no stopping him with strategy. There's no worry that you've got to take matters into your own hands. You and I need to cry out in the hour that we need something. You are the Lord of hosts, and I'm asking you to do what only you can do. Somebody give him a shout of praise this morning. In Joshua 10, the five kings of Amorites, another place that God caused the host of heaven. Joshua's winning. Joshua's getting a victory. Joshua's getting everything that God said was his. But all of a sudden, and listen to me, something was fighting Joshua that he couldn't reach. He was reaching everything that he could reach. Sometimes we say, I talked to a mom in East Tennessee, a family that pastor helped a lot. 
and I've gotten the overflow of some of that. And I said, you have reached all that you can reach with your daughter. You have prayed the right prayer. I know your heart is broken, but you have put the seed in there. What we have to pray right now is, God, I have reached everything I can reach. I have done everything I can do. I'm asking you now to reach what I can reach. You see, I can only reach this far, but God's outstretched arm pulled out Israel out of Egypt. When God stretches his arm out, there's no enemy in the earth or in heaven that can stop him. His name is Jehovah Sabbath. And Joshua said let the sun stand still because the sun is going down and I can't win if it gets dark on this battlefield. And I'm going to tell you the Bible says on that day God heeded the words of Joshua and never again has that happened. But what it says to you and I, the God who will stop the sun is the God who will stop the plans of the enemy and give you victory. His name name is the Lord of hosts. Give him another shout of praise. Pushing you this morning to give him praise, to build an atmosphere. Amos 4 says, he who formed the mountains, he who created the wind, he who declares to man what his thoughts are, means he knows, he makes the morning out of darkness. He treads the high places of the earth. The Lord God of hosts is his name. We can get discouraged, but we've got to keep moving forward. We can get discouraged by the things we feel like are not together yet in our life, but we have got to say, Lord of hosts, you have more arsenal than I could ever think of. I've got my Bible. I've got my worship. I've got my praise music. I've got my confession. I've got applying the blood. I've got scriptures. I do all of that consistently. I've taught you on that for 32 years. But the bottom line is God's got more in his arsenal than you can ever imagine. He's better than an AK-47. Can I get an amen? He's better than any weapon. You see, we had a man in our rehab, and he was only there for two days, and he was trouble, trouble, trouble. And he left, and he threatened us that he was going to burn our house down. He was so mad at Pastor Hank and I. And um, everybody was troubled. Many of the church wanted to come sleep at the house. This was about 2009 to 10. And I said to Pastor Hank, none of that's necessary. Now, in the early days, I said, yeah, y'all, come on, every one of you. Bring your AK-47, bring your, bring your hand grenades, just come on. But I went to the door, and I applied the door. Pastor Hank's told this story for years. I applied the blood, and I commanded his plans to come to nothing. I commanded that he would be confused and disoriented, and that his plans would stop. Later, he contacted us and asked us to forgive him. He said, I was on my way to your house. I had everything to burn your house down. And in the middle of the night, I got in a horrible wreck, and I was on the side of the road, and something said to me, you better back up. I'm telling you, my God is your God. And you have your weapons. You have your security. But you say, Lord, let your angels encamp around us and keep us. Someone shout hallelujah. hallelujah. The first mention of the Lord of hosts is not in a war scene. It's not. The first mention is a woman named Hannah. A woman who could not eat. She could not sleep. Her very name meant grace. But she didn't have something she thought she deserved. I think you'll identify this. She was believing in something that had not yet happened. We've all been there. We can't deny that we have been there. Disappointed, unbelief, frustration. This is supposed to be mine. To Hannah, it was a child, and she was barren. To you, it may be that prodigal child. It may be that promotion. It may be healing in your body, that rejection, that habit, that hang-up. And her enemy, Paniah, who was also married to her husband. God did away with two women marriages. Thank you, Jesus. Paniah provoked her and went after her. And the Bible says year after year, she had to go to the house of God day after day, month after month. And I believe that unanswered prayers that often does said, bow down to me, Hannah. You know how that's doing. You're going through your life. You're feeling strong. You're feeling confident. And all of a sudden, an unanswered prayer, something from your past, something you're dealing with says bow down to me. You may not literally bow down, but you lose your ability to eat. You lose your ability to praise. You lose your ability to sing the songs of Zion. If you think some of us dancing and going around and around in this room praising are living on a lily pad with Abraham, Sarah, and Isaac, we are not. We've learned we're going to praise till we get our breakthrough. We've learned we're going to keep rejoicing. We're going to keep confessing. We're going to keep standing. You know what? 
it takes just as much energy for you to prophesy and believe for your future as it does to rehearse your disappointments and your discouragement. You keep rehearsing them and they provoke you and they make you miserable. Then you make us miserable or I make you miserable but I'm going to tell you Hannah was said by her husband Elkanah before she called on the Lord of hosts he said I love you am I not more than 10 sons he was giving her a double portion there's a truth in that God wants you to be content with him until the promise comes through God wants you to be content in him I'm going to tell you if you learn anything from Pastor Rhonda learn this Hold tight to Jesus and hold everything else loosely. I wished I had known when I was young not to hold on to people and then get my heart broken. I wished I had known. Now I hold tight to Jesus and everything else is held loosely and loved. I'm going to tell you why you're waiting. Hold firmly to Jesus. And then when the answer comes, you can say like Hannah did, this thing belongs to the Lord. This miracle belongs to the Lord because Hannah said if you give me this child she went before Eli she's weeping so bad he thinks she's drunk that's terrible but she's moaning and mourning because this thing has not happened and all of a sudden he says or she says Lord of hosts please give me a child how did she know to call the Lord of hosts probably because she knew he had moved the stars and she knew he had moved the heavens I'm going to tell you in the moment you're believing for a miracle call on the Lord of hosts why was she without child so when she had one she was praying for a child but God knew he was bringing a prophet you're praying for a a miracle but God said I want to do something beyond that miracle you're praying for a transformation in that prodigal and the Lord says you don't even know who I'm raising up out of the chains you don't even know who I'm bringing up out of the darkness you just want to see a little bit of something but I'm raising up a mighty and majesty and wonderful man and woman of God and when God does it you'll say oh the glory belongs to Jesus and Jesus alone somebody give him a shout of praise come on now oh my goodness I can hear an organ playing in my mind right now I better calm down she got her joy back even before she had that child because Psalms 34 says I sought the Lord and he heard me he delivered me from all my fears for those who look to him are radiant and their faces are not ashamed the poor man cries out and the Lord heard him and saved him of all of his trouble. The angel of the Lord encamps around all those who fear him. Oh, give praise all you people and glorify the Lord. I want to tell you this morning, he does not alpha is what I like to say, what he can't omega. He is the Lord of hosts. He will finish what he started. If you like Hannah are in God's waiting room right now, I want to speak faith to you. I want to speak hope to you. I want you to know, hold on to Jesus. Jesus until the miracle comes someone say hallelujah the host that also belong to the Lord is the angels as you know in the beginning one-third of the angels fell to the earth that means two-thirds stayed I want to tell you something when you were born there was a guardian angel assigned to you and I want you to remember something that angel is one who said no to Satan that angel is one with the other angels fell with Lucifer. Your angel stood. That's why the Bible says, be careful what you speak, that angels would be offended. Be careful what you say. You can't flatter an angel. You can't divert him. When John saw the angel in the book of Revelation, wanted to bow down, he said, do not bow to me. There is only one king, and his name is the Lord of hosts. Hebrews 1 and 14, are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister to those who will in inherit everyone say inherit inherit salvation this is the cool thing if you got a prodigal right now or if there are people out there that have never known the Lord there are angels assigned to them because they will inherit salvation and those angels are following them all the days of their life to help direct them to destiny Psalms 91 says he gives his angels charge over us the word says his angels encamp around us the word says his angels heed our words Psalms 103 
23 and 20. Heed is Shama. That means they listen and they begin to follow God's plan. God's angels protect us from trouble. God's angels will minister us when we are sad or depressed. Isaiah 63 and 9. In all their distress, he too was distressed. And the angel, someone say the angel of his presence saved them. There was a woman who spoke here in the beginning of the church, Arthelene Rippey. She's been on many television shows. Her husband was a minister. He fought a terrible mental crisis. And back in that day, they didn't understand there's many paths to healing over depression. And in a time, in an untimely and unfortunate way, his life was taken. And a woman called Arthelene. It just broke that he died. No, no details. And woman said, I need to tell you. I had a vision of her husband. She said, I don't want to talk to you. She said, well, let me tell you something. I'm going to tell you the color of his shirt he had on. I want to tell you that he had on a ball cap, and it was tilted this way. I want to tell you that he had on red shoes. I want to tell you. And she said, I want to talk to you. Come talk to me. She said, I saw your husband in his distress. I saw him in the last moment of his life. And I saw as hordes of demons were coming around the house to try to take his soul. But at that moment, and you've heard Joni tell this because Arthling's been on there a lot. An angel of the Lord spread his wings in front of the back window. Another went in front of the front door. Another went to the south door. They spread their wings and light. And the very last moment, another angel took that pastor's head and put it upon his shoulder and looked like with joy and peace. This one belongs to the Lord. I'm telling you, someday we're going to know the way the Lord protected us by the angelic host. We're going to know when we went left and we could have gone right. But the King of glory sent his angels. In your distress, the angels of God will keep you. Somebody give the Lord of hosts a shout of praise. His word said in Exodus 23, I will send an angel before you to bring you in the way, to bring you to your destiny. A uh, acquaintance of mine was ministering, a woman was ministering at her church, and I love this story. It was a missionary to Poland. In the days that East Germany was in conjunction and before the wall came down and with Russia, and she was on the train. She decided to go in there into East Germany from Poland. She went in, and, and the train stopped, and everybody got off, and she was confused, and she got off, and she went over to some Russian soldiers and asked them some questions. They hauled her back into the empty train. They beat her. They interrogated her. And then one of them, not knowing that she spoke fluent Russia, Russian, said, let's give her to the dogs, the German shepherds that are trained to kill. We have no reason to mess and put up with this woman anymore. They put her in there. The one German shepherd who was trained to kill lunged at her, and she said, in the name of Jesus of Nazareth, stop. The dog just stopped in his tracks. This kept going all night until the next morning a man walked in, a soldier with a different countenance. He came over with no one looking, opened the cage, pulled her out, took her to the border, and right before he put her on the train, he said, the only thing you have to remember with his glorious face, but looking like a human, never forget in all that you do, remember Remain faithful to the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the Lord of hosts. And then the man disappeared in front of her eyes. We have angels. We don't have to see them. God pulls back the veil so these stories would build faith. I may never see them. I may never know them. But the word says you and I are heirs of salvation. And the host of warring angels are fighting for you and yours. Someone give Jesus praise. Josh, come and help me. I still got a little time to travel. If you help me, sir. You see, who hasn't prayed for angels to accompany? Who hasn't prayed for angels to accompany? Someone that's going through something. When you couldn't reach them, our grandparents in the old days, they didn't have cell phones. And they would pray. And they would pray over their children. They would say, Lord, we sent angels. Um, before there was phones, if I was overseas or Pastor Hank was, we were part, we would, Lord, send angels to our children. Lord, send angels to those we love. Lord, I'm not sending them, but you're the Lord of hosts. Follow my children to church. There's so many countless stories, but there was one that happened here at Church of the Harvest. We had a man named Steve Solomon. He had a radio program called Songs in the Night. 
And he was up here ministering so powerfully. And there was a young man named Calvin who came down to pray because he said, I want to minister to men who are struggling in their emotions. Calvin came up. He had a fanny pack. I've told this on television with Perry Stone. In fact, got to show you that. I sent it to my kids. It's hilarious. Perry and I look like we're seven in that video. But he, he had on a, a, a fanny pack with 99 pills. He would take 33 pills three times a day. And he came up for prayer. He came up to be ministered to. And Steve Solomon prayed for him and said, now go stand in that corner back there. And Calvin, being so young and energetic, just started running. And Steve Solomon said, wait a minute. Do you want to know why you're going back there? He said, yes. He goes, because the angel of the Lord is going to meet you back there. And God is going to set you free from the psychotic mess going on in your life. So Steve kept ministering. The Spirit of the Lord was so strong in the room that night. That Sunday night, so strong. And all of a sudden, he looked back and uh, Calvin said he was in the spirit, but he was still standing. And he noticed Calvin's hands were shaking. And he yelled at him again. He goes, you want to know why your hands are shaking? He said, couldn't speak at that time. He said, because an angel of the Lord is standing by you. I can't remember how many eight-foot angel is standing beside you. And he's holding your hands up to heaven. And he said, as he is, God is freeing you and healing you. Psalms 94 said, I was slipping and falling. My anxieties were many, but your love reached down and you grabbed me and you lifted me up. On that night, in that moment, angels of God lifted up Calvin and he was divinely set free. His girlfriend named Kristen. Amen. Give Jesus glory. His girlfriend named Kristen. She was on pills too. They got rid of them. That's a marvelous instantaneous deliverance about nine months later for not the reason of nine months it's just the way the time went they got married and here's their picture today an awesome man and woman of God someone give Jesus praise I always reach out to them when I'm going to tell their story we don't know when angels because the Bible says angels bear us up it's like a mother bearing a child up it's like the angel who fought over Persia, which we'll talk about next year, when Daniel was waiting to hear from the Lord. And we know that Michael Gabriel first, the revelator, whose name means God is my strength, came to try to get the message to Daniel. But he got stopped in the heavenly realm by the king of Persia. And as they wrestled, I guess the wrestle got pretty intense as everyone kept praying. And finally, God sent Michael, the war angel, and he put a chokehold around the king of Persia. And Gabriel was released to bring the word. And the word he said was, you are dearly loved, Daniel. From the minute you first spoke your word, God sent his angel. And God sent the word. But we want you to know that heaven is fighting for you. Heaven is fighting for you today. Peter was in prison and an angel came to him. I love that story in Acts 12 because the angel had to smite him on his side to get him to wake up. Told him to get dressed. And then the angel said, we're coming out of here. It's time to be delivered. I love it that when God brings you out, he brings you in glory and freedom. I love it that the angels of God encamp around us, that the Lord of hosts is in charge. We don't have to see them, but it's supernatural because we belong to a supernatural God. Can you give him a shout of praise this morning? Hallelujah. And finally, as I've just tore out so much I was going to say, but I could do seven weeks on just this, but this is the way it's going to come to pass. He is the Lord of hosts. He is the Lord of the supernatural. He is Sabbath. Not only can he move the stars to help his people, not only will he stop the sun, not only will he send forth angels, someday you're going to stand before him and you're going to see how angels helped you. But that belongs to the glory, to the king of glory. He will get you to your destiny. He will get you to the place. He will bring you what he needs to bring you, whether he uses human host or others. Can you say amen? There was a time in King of Syria, as we close this morning, in 2 Kings and 6 that I opened up with. And Elisha is so hearing from the Lord that he knows where the king of Syria is at all times. And he tells the king of Israel. The king of Syria gets so ticked and says, someone in my camp is betraying me. Someone is a Judas, is what he would say. And they said, no one's betraying you. They said, Elisha 
is speaking. Elisha is saying where you are. Elisha is hearing from God. And so the king of Syria said, well, I want to go and take care of that. So the king of Syria, just stay with me. I'm not near done. Just hang with me. The king of Syria goes and he finds Elisha. And that next morning, he surrounds. And I've been to Dothan. Dothan is just a valley, just like they said. And they're encamped. Someone say they're encamped. Have you ever felt like that things were surrounding you? Joel, come help me. Pastor Todd, come help me. Tina, come help me. Melissa, come help me. Come help me. Renee, come help me, if you will. Have you ever felt like things are surrounding you and things are building up against you? Just stand right here and I'll put you. And you feel like you're up against something. Maybe it's circumstances. Maybe it's the things in your paycheck, the things in your home. And you feel like we take care of this and then I've got to take care of that. And big families, that's really true. We fix this, and then this happens. And you feel like sometimes things are surrounding you. And the servant got up in the morning, and the servant saw all of the Syrian army was encamped around them. It looked huge. It was insurmountable odds. And this is the powerful thing. Elisha doesn't say, don't be afraid. I can see. It doesn't matter if you can't see. I'm going to tell you something. God is gracious in moments of fear to say to you and I, I am in control. I'm going to take care of this, but I'm going to open your eyes to see that I am God, Lord Sabbath. Somebody give him a shout of praise today. And I love that he didn't chide him. I love that he didn't say, servant, you shouldn't be afraid. I can see it. doesn't matter that you can't see it. You know, sometimes God just says, I'm not just going to tell you I've got a different vantage point, but I'm going to show you through my word. I'm going to show you through that worship song. I'm going to show you through this or that that I've got this, that I am in control, that I can take care of you. And he reached over and it says, and then Elisha prayed. And that was the pattern for every miracle and for Jesus. And then Elisha prayed, and this happened. And then Jesus prayed, and this happened. And then Jesus prayed, and then this happened. You know the first formula is you and I have got to say, Lord God, let us see what you see. Let us see the victory, because all we see right now is defeat. Lord, let us see this financial thing coming together. Let us see this broken heart healed. Let us see, Lord, what you see. And Elisha prayed and he said, open his eyes. Let him see what I'm seeing. Your God is so gracious for you. You're worried about your future. You're worried how things are going to come together. You're worried how God's going to fulfill this promise or that. The Lord of hosts says, I'm going to open your eyes. You may not see the exact way, but I'm going to show you I am God and nothing will stop me. Somebody give him one more shout. A praise, hallelujah, in this house. And he prays for his eyes. And, and you know the story. And he looks up and he can see. There's a beautiful portrait in Gatlinburg. In fact, the woman that owns it, my dear friend, who lost her husband last year. I contacted her last night. She sent me a picture of it. She owns that gallery in Gatlinburg. And it shows the, the chariots of fire all around. You see, what he was saying is, there are more for us than are against us. In every situation, God says, what shall we say to these things? There are more for us that are against us. And one of the cool things about a verse I'm going to read to you and then just face this way. And Joel, stand right there. And then uh, Renee, stand that way. And if you'll come this way, Tina, stand that way. And Pastor Todd's right there. And just face this way, Tina. There you go. You see, the Bible says in the book of Isaiah that each man shall be like a shelter from the wind, a refuge from the storm. You not only have host of angels, but you have a host of church family. You are never alone. You never have to face anything alone. You have believing friends even outside of church. You have people that you can pray. You have people that you can believe on. On that very night that Calvin was healed, I had a vision slain in the spirit 
spirit. And I saw in my very youth of being so overwhelmed at being a pastor's wife, I saw our church family moving through the desert to get to me. I'm going to tell you, you have a host of sisters and brothers that say, I will stand for you. I will pray for you. What shall we say to all these things? The Lord of the church, the Lord of the host. Yes, he has stars. Yes, he has angels. But he also has a church that doesn't know how to quit. Would you stand and give him a shout of praise all over this building? Thank you, guys. Would you give him the biggest praise you've given him? Lord Sabbath. Lord Sabbath. He is the Lord of hosts. Right now, right where you stand for whatever you need with your eyes closed. Right now, right wherever you need. Father God, you are the Lord Sabbath. You said to build your people's faith. And Lord, I have peeled the potatoes from the beginning to the end of every time that I could fit into this message. That you, the Lord of hosts, moved heaven and earth. To those listening by podcast and those in this room, Lord, that they need to know you're working all things for their good. Lord, we don't know if you'll use an angel. We don't know if you'll use the celestial stars. We don't know if you'll move the sun or the moon. But what we know, you will use something. We don't know if it'll be through a worship song. We don't know if it'll be through a benefactor. We don't know, Lord. But I do know, Lord, that your angel went to that prodigal pig pen and stayed with that prodigal till he came home. We thank you today, Lord, that angels encamp around us. We thank you that you are Lord Sabah which means you are Lord Almighty, the Lord of all hosts in heaven and in earth. We believe to all these things. We say we are more than conquerors. Now, if you'll just reach over and grab that hand of that person standing by you right where you are, right where you are, would you just grab that hand? Would you begin to pray over them? Would you begin to pray over their faith? Would you begin to pray over those that are in the waiting room, those that are believing God for something, those who need to know that the Lord of hosts has them, the God who delivered Peter, the God who gave the son to Hannah, the God who did miraculous and mighty things is working in their behalf. Father, in the name of Jesus, I'm praying for this hand. Lord, you know what's in their heart. There's some people in this room, Father, that are worried about their future. They're wondering how they're going to fit together. They're wondering how they're going to meet their spouse. There's others that are wondering how that situation in their family is going to be healed. It's weighing on their heart. Lord, the Lord of hosts is a glorious name. But you are a personal God. A God who says my angels encamp around you at the same time you say, I will heal your brokenness. Lord, we thank you right now that you are increasing faith in this room. We thank you that you are holding the church together all over the world. And we believe for the latter outpouring. And we believe that the Lord of hosts will do exactly what he declared that he would do. And we won't fail to to give you the praise in Jesus name and the church said amen now give him one more shout of praise right where you are come on somebody let him hear it hallelujah 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 to him who is able